1: What's up, guys? This review episode of the Bears Talk Underground, our first unvictory Monday of the uh, of the season, or Tuesday, I guess, is when most of you will be listening uh, to this. is brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is over. The triple header of fun continues this week. The NFL is in full effect. Football and college also getting in on the action i mean i think everybody has decided they're going to be playing if they're not playing yet they will be soon you also have uh, the nba finals game 4 is coming up and the mlb playoffs are in full swing with the nlds series is series is, is is beginning this week now you might not be able to get to a game this year but you can still get in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And guys, it wasn't pretty, and that's being uh, generous. It uh, it was downright ugly. Uh, out there for pretty much all uh, 60 minutes uh, offense could not get anything going and you'll hear a theme in the knee-jerk reactions about the Colts uh, defense it was just kind of something I couldn't get over uh, how good they played uh, and how well they beat the crap out of us uh, on Sunday but uh, thanks to uh, uh, you know I wouldn't say weak performances but uh, thanks to very mediocre Performances, You know, our defense as a unit played well, I thought. Um, But it's just like nobody really stood out. Obviously, no one on offense was really worthy. So that's why I skipped the Bear Up, Bear Down uh, episode, bringing that out, because it would have been about 40 seconds of me explaining to you that nobody earned anything today. It was pretty sad, actually. So we're just going to go ahead and do the deep dive and, and get right into it. It's the week four review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. For the third straight year, under Matt Nagy, our beloved Chicago Bears finished the first quarter of the season at three and one. Only this time, they didn't start one and zero and win three straight. Instead, we started three and zero and lost the fourth game of the season. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back week four review episode of the Bears talk underground, and uh, as I posted on the social medias and such, uh, Bear Up and Bear Down was not going to be much of a segment at all, so I went ahead and, and skipped uh, putting that out. I I didn't really see anyone that played um, well enough to stand out, in my opinion, for a Bear Up uh, award, and the, the Bear Downs would have been far more general. I, I mean, aside from You know, singling out maybe Anthony Miller for, again, uh, letting a ball slip through his hands, this time to be intercepted on what was our best drive uh, of uh, one of our best drives, if not the best drive of the football game there uh, in the fourth quarter. I mean, it went right through his hands. You got to catch those balls, man. Uh, Went right through his hands for an interception, and uh, that was pretty much the game right there because the Colts then took the ball and ate up like eight minutes of clock before kicking another field goal to make it I mean essentially it was still a two point a two score game but we had to score two touchdowns and two two point conversions to get close when we were at the very least in field goal range uh, when Anthony let another sl- one slip through his hands I mean other other choices for bear downs would have maybe been for if we're as awesome as our defense played uh, on Sunday I would have given a bear down to our third down defense because uh, we kept You know, just we left them out there on the field uh, too many times uh, on Sunday. I mean, they were 8-for-19 on the day. So, I mean, that doesn't sound all that fantastic for the Colts. It just seemed like they really cranked out those third downs when they really needed them. And uh, we were 4-for-14 on third down ourselves. So, not great uh, for the team uh, on Sunday. So, it just... I really didn't have any other people out there that I would have, um, you know, given a bear down to, so it would have been a pretty short episode. So I decided to skip it uh, this week. So no most valuable bear because we honest we didn't have one. We didn't. I mean, I know you probably want to uh, want to give it to Alan Robinson, but most of what he did on Sunday wasn't garbage time, including his touchdown. So not trying to take anything away from him. I'm just saying that. I think the result of the football game would have been the same with or without him uh, on Sunday, and you know you'll hear in the knee-jerk reactions that basically I was just overly impressed with the with the Colts defense. I mean the 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 the, the stats were there that they were the number one defense coming into this uh, game, and I watched sixty minutes of the best defense I've seen. Uh, this year I mean these guys were absolutely everywhere they tackled extremely well I mean even in one-on-one situations uh, you didn't get away from your defender uh, and things like that our run defense or excuse me our run offense was rendered useless it was like watching the 2019 offense all over again even with Nick Foles uh, at quarterback and a buddy of mine texted me and said that uh Foles was leaving the door open for mitch to come back and first of all that's not going to happen even Nagy said so uh and second of all no it wasn't uh foals wasn't that bad he did miss some throws but um you know i hate to step on a man's grave but uh, you guys gotta admit things with the way that the quarterback was under pressure the way that Foles was under pressure constantly with somebody in his face you know, the Colts were rushing four and dropping seven and still getting home most of the time. I mean, God bless Nick Foles. He only had, he only got sacked once the entire game. But I would I would wager if they were, you know, quarterback hurries, if they were being kept, um, that uh, those numbers would have been really high because there was always somebody there. Foles was constantly, you know, backing up in the pocket so that he could get clear and make the throw. Mitch, on the other hand, we all know what he does when he's under pressure if he just doesn't get his head screwed on straight and take off running that would basically be the only thing that was missing from the offense on on Sunday which would have been you know Mitch's opportunistic feet but we all know that for whatever reason he doesn't run anymore so the, I don't think that would have been uh much of a factor and Mitch and his panickiness would I think would have hung one up there that he shouldn't have I think we would have had more turnovers honestly if, if Mitch was out there based on what we've all seen in the first 44 games of that kid's career. So, uh, you know, Mitch, barring an injury, we won't see Mitch start another game uh, for the Bears. And uh, Nick Foles is... This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is...
0: The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
1: It's going to be the guy, and as you hear me mention in the fourth quarter, I like our chances of our offense being able to get something going against the Chargers because the one benefit – of having the bear game moved from noon to three was that my noon game on cbs was tampa bay and the chargers so i got to watch brady and and the bucks play um you know right you know in their final game before meeting us on on thursday night so um and, and the funny thing is i saw two teams out there i saw one that the bears could easily uh beat i believe Uh, and the other was a team that's going to give us fits so it's it's a matter of which one of those teams shows up because both of them showed up against the Chargers and and that first team uh, was down 24 to 7 late in the third quarter uh, and that other team uh, won the game 38 to 31 so take that for uh, for what you will so or excuse me it was 24 to 7 before the half because they scored just before halftime to make it 24 to 14 and you know, Brady threw five touchdowns and, and things like that. They, their offense really got rolling uh, in the second half. So, But in the first half, Brady threw a pick six, um, and, and the Chargers' offense was going up and down the field on them with ease. So if the Bears can get an offensive rhythm going uh, on Thursday, much like they were not allowed to do uh, this past Sunday. At the very least, it'll be a lot more entertaining to watch because uh, as much as I love a good defensive uh, battle, Sunday's game was a bit of a snooze fest. So, uh, um, yeah, so we dropped the 3-1. and one. Uh, We finished the first quarter of the season for the third year in a row under Nagy 3-1, and one. and now is the critical part of the season because – both in the in the second quarter of Nagy's first year and the second, the Bears have had uh, not so great records. We went two and two la- uh, in twenty eighteen because uh, we came we we had the first four games we were three and one. We had the bye week after the Tampa Bay game twenty eighteen, and then we come back we lose to Miami, we lose to New England, and then we won we won those those next two. Well, actually, we won five in a row after that. So. You know, we went uh, two and two in in the in the second quarter last year. We start three and one. We go to London. We lose to the Raiders, and that kicked off a zero and four October for the Bears uh, last year. So let's avoid that. That would be nice to not go zero and four for the month of October. Uh, unfortunately, we're already zero and one since Week Four crept its way into the uh, first weekend of October. So. Anyway, let's go ahead and, and get into it, the knee-jerk reactions. Like I said, this wasn't a very exciting game, a uh, lot of defense, and like I said, the, the one thing that was most impressive uh, for me uh, was the Colts, but the Bears did have their chances at times. <laughs> knee-jerk reaction, first quarter, Bears and Colts, and kind of a blah quarter uh, for the Bears. They're not exactly rolling on offense. Um Doing a little bend but don't break on defense. Um, the excitement took place a little bit early. The Bears um, stumbling through the blocks on their first drive. And the highlight being uh, Pat O'Donnell getting his first punt of the day deflected. So partially blocked. The uh, Colts start with the ball at near midfield, like at their own 47 or something like that. We're able to turn that into a touchdown to go up uh, 7 to nothing. The Bears stall out on their next drive, but at least they were able to flip field position. And here's where the big missed opportunity was. Uh, Barkevius Mingo comes out, comes around the edge uh, over the right tackle, nips uh, Rivers' arm as he's throwing the ball. It flutters up in the air. Khalil Mack was actually in coverage on the play, f- hits him in the chest, and then slips right down his body. What? I, and I think it was one of those things where he... He started running before he caught the ball kind of thing because it literally, like it was made out of uh, you know, KY jelly or something, that thing just slipped right through his hands, right down his torso and into the ground. It should have been a touchdown uh, or something damn close to a touchdown or at the very least, the Bears are starting with the football in the red zone. But instead, it was a missed opportunity. Uh, The Colts went three and out and gave the ball back to the Bears. The Bears did nothing with the ball and gave the ball back to Indy, and that's where we're at now. You know, um, and it's it's not so that, it's not that we're playing poorly on offense. It's that Indy's actually playing very well on defense. The Bears have had two third down uh, passes that would have been first downs deflected. Like the ball was where it needed to be. It was right in the receiver's hands. But the DB from Indy made the play, so it's a seven to nothing ball game right now. Indy's got the football. Let's see how we go from here. That's pretty much going to be a running theme throughout these knee-jerk reactions, because the one thing that stayed constant was that the Bears could not get anything going offensively, and it wasn't really so much because we played poorly. We definitely needed to play better uh, on offense. There's no doubt about that. The offensive line did Foles no favors we could not run the football like i said it was like watching us try to run it in 2015 or 2019 uh like tr- trying to watch us run the ball last year where the, you know before uh you know the quarterbacks finished the handoff there's somebody back there uh, already we got bullied up front uh, with the offensive line for sure uh charles leno got smacked around by justin houston um uh what's his name for um the colts Oh, I was just we were just talking about him. He's um the one that they traded for. I'm blanking on his name uh right now. Buckner. DeForest Buckner, that's it. Uh he was a force uh for them, uh for sure, especially in the uh in the running game. The guy was uh just he was he was he was a handful, that's for sure. Which is why I wanted the Bears to draft him when he was a rookie. So uh, but anyway, you know it just that was the theme, and like I said, wherever the Bears wanted to go, there was always a defender there, uh, and they were also swarming too. It wasn't just like oh this one on one matchup and the defender won it. It was like here's the the one on one matchup, and before they make contact, three or four more Colts join him to the port where to the point where you just see a pile of white jerseys and uniforms on top of those stupid orange jerseys that the bears won on sunday and you guys already know what i'm going to say we lost because we wore the jerseys i mean all the credit in the world to the colts and their defense uh we lost because we wore the jerseys we looked absolutely stupid on sunday i hate those goddamn jerseys they are awful they are awful (sighs) all right that's the last time i'm going to mention it probably not but still Uh, I hate the orange jerseys I hope that uh, they put them in a pile in the center of the locker room they set them on fire and then pissed on the ashes I hate those orange goddamn jerseys but as I said we the that missed opportunity with Khalil Mack man that was huge that was one that had potential to turn the tide uh, of the game it would have given the Bears I think inside the red zone field position worst case scenario that's the worst thing that would have happened there you know but it was just one of those ones it was so easy it became impossible as the ball came down I mean it just it slipped right through his hands just you know like one of those comical things like I've got you and then you just you 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 know you squeeze your arms together and it just falls right through like you're just late on the whole account and the ball was on the ground and it was a huge missed opportunity uh for the bears like i said i think it would have been a pick six Khalil max one of the more athletic people we have on our team i think he could have easily run that one in and and like i said worst case scenario is we're set up first and 10 uh you know 15 yard line 10 yard line whatever it was um but instead we give the ball back to, to indy uh before they give it back to us so it was uh yeah there's there's that that's the big what if of the game like how does that change because i think we could have put one in the end zone and it's a seven seven game and that changes literally everything with how this game goes um and and how it's strategized and and things like that i just uh it was a huge huge missed opportunity there for for mac not to come down with that ball and uh you know possibly run it in so um, yeah I mean it, it just seemed like that opportunity missed opportunity got bigger as the game went along because like I said the Colts didn't blow our doors off offensively they were actually uh, you know pretty mediocre on offense themselves Phillip Rivers did not have an impressive day throwing the ball 16 to 29 190 yards and that first touchdown on their opening drive uh, you know aside from that nothing special Uh, you know um, Jonathan Taylor 17 carries for 68 yards Um, Naheem Hines nine carries 24 yards so they didn't exactly just run it down our throats and and kill us uh, all day like I said the defense our defense played very well uh, as well so it was just up to the offenses to try to figure it out and you know try to you know catch the other defense in a mistake and try to take advantage of that and it just didn't happen much on either side uh it just seemed like the bears were were in more bend but don't break mode than the colts were they weren't giving an inch uh, to the bears uh on sunday and even uh you know nick Foles himself wasn't able to uh to work his uh to work his magic because we we didn't get any kind of offensive rhythm going at all uh on sunday uh, Rich Gannon, the, the, the color analyst for the game, uh, was uh, bellyaching about how the Bears, you know, of course you can't get an offensive rhythm going. Actually, I'll say this word for word in the knee-jerk reaction. We only ran 27 plays uh, in the first half, and that's that's no way to get an offensive you know, drive, to get an offense going. And um, it definitely uh, showed for sure because we struggled to do anything on offense and a lot of that 99% of it quite frankly was how good that Colts defense was and like I said it was a running theme throughout all the knee-jerk reactions because it was the running theme of the game that defense was awesome and shut the Bears down at every turn (laughs) knee-jerk reaction second quarter Bears Colts and um, well let's just put it this way we're playing against the number one defense in the league and right now that looks like to be legitimate thing Uh, the Colts are very very good on defense they're very good in pursuit they're very good at tackling you know not a lot of missed tackles or arm tackle attempts or anything like that on the other hand on defense we're not playing badly on defense but we're we've got a lot of self-inflicted wounds uh, in this game against the uh, against the Colts missed opportunities Things like that um, earlier in the second quarter the um, the Colts drive it down inside the uh, the red zone and on I think it was second down something like that um, it gets uh, the, the Jalen Johnson uh, makes a play on the ball ball gets popped up into the air Roquan Smith picks it off only because it's a change of possession it gets reviewed and upon further review Roquan actually was had a foot out of bounds when he touched the football so it becomes an incomplete pass ball goes back to Indy they turn it into a field goal to make it 10 to 10 to 3 our problem on offense is that we are playing the number one defense in the league we can't get anything going offensively Rich Gannon just went on a little rant at the end of the uh, first half saying how we've only run 27 plays Uh, in the first half that's not a good way to get your offensive rhythm going when you only run 27 plays I think the Colts have run a heck of a lot more than that uh, thus far uh, in the ball game so I mean it's it's only 13 to 3 uh, right now the defense like I said has been giving up free yardage um you know, uh, giving up uh, a couple of, um we had a pass interference on this last drive. Kyle Fuller thought he got beat and uh, tugged on the jersey of T.Y. Hilton to slow him up. Uh, turns out the ball was overthrown, and he had Eddie Jackson for help. He didn't need to do it, but instead it gives the Colts the ball first and 10 at the 10, and the defense held again, only gave up another field goal, and that's where we sit right now. Uh, and the other news is the Colts get the ball back to start the second half. So defense has really got their work cut out for them. We got to stop with the missed opportunities. That's two interceptions that um, that we've got that we should have right now. The one that was dropped by Khalil Mack, the other one with Roquan with a foot uh, out of bounds. Instead, the ball was given right back uh, to the Colts because we couldn't capitalize uh, on these mistakes. So. With the defense of the Colts playing as well as they are, points are going to be at a premium today. And we got to make every opportunity count. And the Bears right now are not doing that. So hopefully we can get it together in the second half. We can do a bit of a better job hanging on to the football, uh, establishing some drives, giving our defense a break, and putting touchdowns on the board. Uh, as well. Hey guys, going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors at bet online. The wait is finally over and a triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA finals are here and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. The show is also brought to you by Manscaped. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your undercarriage. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. The ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. And the Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, round point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit also allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style on their website you'll also find the crop preserver an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer this will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants you'll also find the crop reviver a test toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls we won't judge you if we watch you sniffing yourself su- yes we will we absolutely will go to manscape.com and check out some of these life-changing products in fact Listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving the front trunk. And with that, let's get back to our show. And to their credit or to Philip rivers credit in the second half, we didn't get another one of those opportunities. We didn't get another deflected pass that uh, Eddie Jackson or someone else could have run under to turn back and go uh, the other way uh, for the rest of the ball game. That didn't happen uh, again. So the Bears missed out on their opportunities uh, to capitalize in the first half. Uh, one, I believe, would have been points for us for sure. Uh, the the Khalil Mack miss and the one for from from Roquan would have prevented. Uh, you know, it was only a field goal, but it would have prevented three points from going up on the board for indy to trying to make things easier for ourselves in our attempt to get ourselves back in the uh football game and it would have you know who knows maybe it would have been just the momentum shift that we needed to get things going and and to spur our offense into uh into action unfortunately we'll never know because those breaks didn't fall uh, our way on sunday and uh we were also the, 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 we we got screwed over a couple of times by the officials uh, in this one. It was another instance where uh, you know we got lucky in in one instance because there was a, a a hit on Foles where the defender it might have been Buckner I think or Houston one of the two that uh, it had to be Houston because he rolled right past Charles Leno. Uh, he kneecaps uh, Nick Foles, just takes out his. Legs. that's a penalty that's roughing the passer when you go after his his legs like that but then they picked it up saying that uh the defender was uh pushed uh into him same thing with with uh, Tariq Cohen only when the quote when the fender was quote unquote pushed into Cohen it blew out his ACL and we lost him for the year somebody that we definitely missed uh on Sunday uh for sure but um you know, I, I I I think we missed Tariq more in the return game than we did on offense. Uh, Ted Ginn was our was our punt returner, who was uh, you know not very dynamic uh, on Sunday. He was he was more more inclined to get the ball and then quickly run out of bounds. Like he just wanted to establish possession and then run out of bounds. He wasn't trying to do anything to get anything going uh in the return game. It's like, up oh, take the ball, run it out of bounds, first down offense, let's go out there and do it. That's pretty much what we got out of Ted Ginn uh in the return game. like I think we really missed Tariq in the return game on something because offensively we weren't able to get anything going all day uh on Sunday. And I think maybe one decent return uh out of Tariq Cohen, A would have flipped field position. It would have gotten us into a better spot, could have, you know, like I was talking a moment ago could have spurred the offense and you know inspired and you know get those guys out there you know moving around and making some plays and you know could have changed the complexion uh, of the ball game so hopefully we're still auditioning spots for the punt return game because uh Ted Ginn might be a uh, speedster he might still have a step left to give even in his uh 12th year I think in the league is where he's at but uh he didn't show any of it uh, on Sunday in the punt return game. But, um, you know, we missed those opportunities in the first half. And like I said, to the to Philip Rivers' credit, to the offense of the Colts' credit, they didn't give us another shot for the rest of the game. No, no fumbles that we missed out on or anything like that. No uh, miscues from Philip Rivers that hit a defender in the hands or anything like that. They were pretty much mistake-free. Uh, for the rest of the game, as far as giving the Bears an opportunity to get themselves back in the ball game with a turnover, so you know the the, the first quarter it was it was thirteen to three. We we were trying to get something going, and we had an advantage uh, defensively. They lost Darius Leonard with a I think it was a hamstring injury, something like that. Uh, for the second half, he was out for the entire second half. Uh, of the ball game which would have been like the bears losing urlacher uh for for a half game that's the kind of player that leonard is uh for them and he was not on the field for the entire second half but you didn't notice honestly you didn't notice because the the defense you know it was like i hate to keep beating a dead horse and trust me guys i'm not saying this to apologize for how the offense played You know, a lot of teams are able to perform well against the number one defense in the NFL, regardless uh, of who it is. It's just that on this particular Sunday, I was really impressed with how the Colts played. They're not known for their defense. They've they've always been known for their for their offensive prowess, especially over the last quarter century, you know, or so with Peyton Manning. And then shortly after with Andrew Luck, this has always been more of a team that was offensive centric. And Chris Ballard, the GM for the uh, Colts, has turned them more into, you know, the, the the strength of this team is their offensive line and it's their defense. He's been building those two units together since he started uh, as their uh, general manager and it paid dividends for them on Sunday because they basically got into the equivalent of a pitcher's duel uh, with the Bears and they came on, on top just because they made a couple of more plays than our guys did. Uh, on Sunday and like I said I'm kind of beating that one into the ground as well we did not take advantage of the opportunities that the Colts gave us uh, as well so going into the uh, third quarter like I said it was just more uh, of the same we couldn't get anything going we could not run the football we could not get a any kind of rhythm going trying to pass uh, the football you know we struggled to get anything going the Colts weren't doing much better I think you'll st- I think I start talking about how well the defense is playing uh, as well it's just it was kind of one of those frustrating games where neither offense could get anything going the Colts just made a few more plays with their offense than our offense was able to and uh, it affected uh, the game negatively for the Bears yep.
0: knee-jerk
1: reaction third quarter Bears and Colts and it's more of the same we can't get anything going uh on offense our defense is keeping us in this thing uh you know the only touchdown the Colts scored was when they had a short field to play with after the block punt otherwise you know they've been able to move the ball but they can't put it uh in the end zone they add another field goal the right towards the end of the third quarter there to make it 16 to three and it's like we just can't get anything going uh, on offense you know it's, it's not necessarily that the bears are are playing poorly this is not like the atlanta or detroit games where we were just garbage for the first three quarters uh it's it actually has a lot to do with the fact that the colts are playing dynamite uh, on defense i got to give them credit because this is a defensive battle our defense is playing great uh as well so i mean they're really being stingy at times uh, with the Colts and the, you know having a little trouble getting them off the field at times but overall it's been but don't break and then you get the ball back to the offense and maybe they can get a first down but it's more like instead of three and out it's more like five and out you know and then giving the ball back to Indy but uh, as we start the fourth quarter here the Bears have the football <laughs> do we have another one in us I mean I guess we'll we'll find out uh this is the defense it's least likely to happen against, but we've seen it happen twice already so far this year, so why not a third? And I think that's an important distinction uh, to make. the The Bears weren't playing poorly, you know, We were still making our plays. It's just that we weren't stringing plays together uh, to get an offensive drive going to 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 you know, to put ourselves in a position to put points. Uh, on the board because our defense was doing the same thing you know the 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 Colts were able to make a couple more plays maybe get an extra first down uh, here and there but they only finished the game with 18 first downs the Bears had 16 uh, first downs they they had 289 yards of total offense uh, on Sunday so the Colts didn't carve us up uh, or anything uh, like that they like I said they got an extra first down here and there they they made a play on on second and 12 to get 11 to put themselves in a spot to get a first down on third and one and things like that that was pretty much the only thing that they did on offense that we couldn't do was we weren't able to put ourselves in a position to have third and short uh, we were pretty much always passing because it was third and nine or, or something Uh, like that throughout the game offensively for us I mean if I could point to anything that went poorly on Sunday it was our offensive line they played their worst game of the year uh, so far and and I think that you you'd you'd have to give credit to the Colts defense for that because you know believe it or not the Giants were actually really good on defense they just held the Rams to 17 points in Los Angeles uh, on Sunday and um, you know, I don't want to give the Lions or the Falcons credit because uh, the Falcons just gave up thirty points to the to the uh, to the Packers tonight, and the uh, uh, you know, the Lions uh, you know, got the scoreboard broken against them against the, the Saints and everything. But I mean, and, and that's what I, that's what I was talking about when I was saying that. You know, it wasn't like those, like the Colts game, or excuse me, the uh, the Lions game, or the Falcons game, where we should be lighting this offense up, and then we figured out how to do so uh, in the fourth quarter. We were playing a great defense, and it was showing out there. Like we, you know, we just couldn't get anything going because this defense wasn't allowing us to. The offensive line, which had played very, very well in those first three games, was rendered practically useless uh on sunday you know so if i was going to give a bear down to anyone it would have been the offensive line as a unit they really let us down we really needed them to step up against this defense they didn't do it we had 28 yards rushing as a team uh on sunday i mean that's how bad it was uh for us uh trying to get something going offensively It, it you know like i've said a couple of times already it was like trying to watch us run the football in in 2019 David Montgomery's being smothered the moment he touches uh, the football. He's fighting, scratching, clawing uh, his way and only digging out maybe a two-yard gain at best. And, you know, because there's no faith in the run, they're practically daring us to throw the football. Only they've got a secondary that can cover us. So um, it was a really impressive showing. Uh, by the defense, like I said, as as a and I and I know that I've made it clear that the Colts are like my AFC team, so you guys can trust me when I say they're not unknown for their defense. They never have been, which is why I guess I was overly impressed watching them uh, play in a full game for the first time. I hadn't had a chance to sit down and watch them play outside of highlights, and the highlights I saw was watching them beat up Kirk Cousins, and I was watching them beat up the the Jets. Boo hoo! Who doesn't beat up the Jets? Uh, you know these days I mean they're the worst team in in the league so you take it for what it was as far as their defense bullying one of the worst teams in football and you know it just uh but you come away impressed with what we saw and, and like I said in, it wasn't like in those first three quarters where we were just inept and couldn't get anything going and look foolish against a defense that we should easily be putting points up against. It wasn't like that, so there wasn't the same, you know, there wasn't the same level of of. Um, well, I mean, it was frustrating, but the the anger wasn't there, you know. Watching us, you know, flop around like a like a dead fish on the on the ground uh, against the, the 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 Falcons and and the Lions, only to see us, you know, have this awakening in the fourth quarter and and start treating those 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 sorry defenses the way that we should have the entire football game. That's that's not what this was. And, you know, that's why I said in the knee jerk reaction, uh, do we have another one in us, you know, that this is the the defense it's least likely to happen against because they just they this this wasn't some going to happen uh against them. They're just they're playing too well, they're coached uh too well. You know, it's it just so many times on Sunday you'd see a guy, he'd get out into open space, one guy would grab him and then another four would help him finish the tackle. They were everywhere uh, on Sunday. So, you know, like I said, that was my running theme was, was talking about how great the defense was and how we couldn't get anything going offensively and that having a lot to do with how the defense played. So as we enter the fourth quarter, it's 16 to three, and it was just a matter of seeing if we could get anything going because we're basically like a couple of big plays away from being back into this game and unfortunately, as you'll hear in the fourth quarter, knee-jerk reaction, it just flat out didn't happen on Sunday. Knee-jerk reaction, fourth quarter, Bears and Colts. And the Bears just scored their first touchdown of the game to make it 19-11. to uh, The Colts added another field goal after Anthony Miller let another pass get through his hands, and it was intercepted on uh, the Bears' first drive of the fourth quarter. They were moving the ball well were in a position to uh, to score something. You know, they were definitely in field goal range and everything else, but um, thanks to Anthony Miller, it went right through his hands and into the open arms of a defender. The Colts then drove that, it looked like seven, eight minutes off the clock, and then kicked a field goal to make it 19-3. to three. The Bears, in a hurry-up, you know, two-minute offense, uh, were finally able to get something going in the passing game. The Colts playing prevent. So, take take that for what you will, but we scored a touchdown, got the two-point conversion. We just blew the uh, onside kick. The Colts uh, just ran the football, and the Bears burned their final timeout, and that's it. That's going to do it. It's going to be a 19-11 win for the Colts, the Bears' first loss of the year, and we got uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks coming in on Thursday, and... Honestly, I like our chances better against Tampa Bay than I do against uh, the Colts. Uh, The Colts are legit on defense. Uh, Nobody was really helping Foles out there. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but our offensive line, the receivers, you know, dropping passes and and things like that. It just, Nick got no help today. And, you know, and on, on defense, we were outstanding for the most part. You know, we had trouble getting the Colts off the field on third down. We blew two opportunities for turnovers. One with one was bad luck. Roquan just stepped out of bounds as, uh, as you know, took possession of the football in the end zone there. And then the first one with Khalil Mack should have been a pick six, but it slipped right through his arms into the ground. Uh, you know, missed opportunities, and you know, just just. Uh, we got outplayed by the Colts today, plain and simple. And uh, so we'll fall to 3 and 1, and hopefully we can get back on the winning track on Thursday uh, against the uh, Buccaneers. I like our chances of our offense getting something going better against Tampa Bay than against the, the Colts. The Colts are a legit top defense uh, in this league. So there, I went ahead and said it for about the 58th time in this episode. The Colts are legit. Uh, on defense like I said I really was kind of blown away by how well uh, they were playing it it reminded me of of our great defenses I mean like the one in 2018 I I, I finally remember the one in 2005 uh, you know we had the number one defense in the league and our opponents scored less than 10 points I think like eight times Uh, that season despite the fact that we had a rookie Kyle Orton as our quarterback and we were averaging like 13 points a game we were still one of the better teams in the league as far as our win-loss record uh, was concerned because our defense was practically pitching shutouts each and every Sunday and the Colts defense looked like that you know you you had guys swarming uh, to the ball you were able to uh, rush four and drop seven into coverage which makes things very difficult Uh, for your opponents when you're playing zone uh, like that and there's no soft spots to throw into because you don't have time for anyone to get open because those four rushers are getting into your face. They did that very, very well uh, against the Bears uh, on Sunday. So it's not like we were being hamstrung by a crappy defense who decided they were game for the first 45 minutes like it was against Detroit uh, and Atlanta. The Colts are legit and uh, I anticipate seeing them do this quite a bit uh, as the year moves along. So this was not a fluke performance by them. They just imposed their will on, on the uh, on the Bears, and we weren't strong enough to stand up to it uh, on Sunday. So, but like I said a little earlier, like I just said in that knee jerk reaction, uh, I do think that we will have a better time establishing something offensively against the uh Buccaneers I did not see anything special out of them on Sunday that would lead me to believe the Bears are going to struggle offensively again because that's what I was kind of saying to myself it's what I mentioned to my my buddy the the Colts fan uh when we were texting each other at the end of the night uh on Sunday was that I'm going to reserve judgment of a Nick Foles led offense until after I see this game against the Buccaneers on Sunday or on Thursday, I should say, because it was just, you you know, you were looking at a quarterback that still didn't quite have uh, the chemistry yet with his receivers. That was obvious. Um, There was something off about the timing between uh, the groups. Uh, So hopefully with, I mean, I know it's only another couple more days, but, you know, maybe looking at the film and and looking at what went wrong and, and where they missed out, uh, will help them fill in the blanks and, and maybe, you know, get some kind of shorthand going so they can have a little bit more success uh, on Thursday. Uh, again, the defense of the Colts played a huge role in how the Bears played offensively uh, on Sunday. And, you know, I think that we'll have a bit more breathing room on Thursday uh, against the Buccaneers. That being said, if we play like this offensively against the Buccaneers, Again, uh, then I'm going to have some issues and have to call out, you know, Nagy and his play calling, or you know, start to question if Foles is the answer and, and all that kind of stuff. It's just my patience with watching the offense struggle when we're supposed to have an offensive genius as our head coach and play caller. the The leash is going to get pretty tight. Uh, If after Thursday we're talking about another game where we only scored 11 points 13 points or something like that against the defense that we should have had a much easier time at the very least at the very least had a much easier time establishing a rhythm against because the Chargers didn't have any problem doing that on Sunday. And they've got some playmakers. They've got Keenan Allen. That Justin Herbert's going to be a good quarterback uh, in this league. They've got Hunter Henry, the tight end, and uh, uh, some other receivers uh, as well. They do have some weapons, but nothing so outstanding that uh, you know they, they couldn't be handled. And they lit up that uh, that uh, Buccaneers offense like they literally drove the length of the field. I saw them do like a ninety-yard drive uh on on, uh on Sunday you know and I don't know what happened in the second half uh to the Chargers but uh it's like their defense uh you know all of a sudden decided they couldn't uh defend the pass they couldn't get after uh Brady they couldn't be opportunistic with the mistakes that Tom had made because they'd made him pay for one with a pick six earlier in the ball game but uh I, I do like I said I do think that we'll have an easier time getting something going. I think we'll be able to run the football uh, again against the Buccaneers. And uh, I would like to think that uh, our guys are going to show a little pride on Thursday as in to come out as to not have another performance where they just got bullied and thrown around uh, on Sunday like they did. And I'm talking about our offensive line. They did not have a good game. So, you know, all the credit in the world for the Colts and, and what they did defensively we didn't really stand our ground against those guys and I think maybe that's what the the frustrating part was and that was the huge reason for why we struggled as much as we did we weren't doing a very good job protecting Nick Foles he was constantly on his heels or throwing off his back foot and we had 28 yards rushing as a team for a 60-minute football game that is pathetic so um, hopefully this will be a bounce back game for our offensive line and And uh, hopefully that will help get our offense going uh, against the Buccaneers. And like I said, if it doesn't, then I'm going to have some concerns. I'm going to be worried, and I'm going to be really, really pissed. So uh, hopefully we can get it together. We can use this short week to have amnesia and completely forget about the Colts game and move forward. That's pretty much what you have to do in a situation like this. Uh, so we'll you know we'll have all the time in the world to dwell on what went wrong in Tampa with Tampa Bay if we lose that one but this Colts game unfortunately is one that we don't have to sit back and dwell on uh and look back on so anyway that is gonna do it guys uh we're gonna just go ahead and wrap this bad boy up uh, our bears fall to three and one with a loss to the Colts on Sunday 19 uh to 11 so like I said uh, not a very exciting ball game as far as lighting up the uh, scoreboard. Uh, definitely a, a game for you if you're a defensive aficionado. Um, and like I said, an impressive showing by both defenses. Very, I was very happy with how our defense played uh, on Sunday. When you give up 19 points, more times than not you're supposed to win. Uh, but I did see a stat that made me sad. I think I saw it on Twitter that said the Bears have lost like four games now under Nagy, where our defense has held the opponent to 19 or less and we still lose that oh god i don't want to hear stuff like that uh that makes me so sad but um you know we got this game coming up with the uh the chargers on or the chargers with the buccaneers uh on thursday and hopefully that can uh we can reverse our fortune and uh get back to our winning ways and uh get the second quarter off to a positive Start. So anyway, come on back tomorrow, guys. On Wednesday, we'll have the Pewtercast guys uh, from the Pewtercast podcast. Brent Allen, Ren Dax, been on the show a couple of times. A lot of fun talking to them. We'll talk Bears Bucks. We'll talk keys to the games. We'll do an old school all-in-one uh, preview episode. So come on back for that tomorrow. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground. Hey, hey.